0: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro baseball season it comes and goes but crawford bach just flows and flows it's the bach to drink any time of year you don't need a reason cause it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the park or low rider car show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs.
1: This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Car Brewing. Car Brewing,
0: crafted for serious fun. Tonight, the Houston Astros continue their five-game series against the Oakland A's at the Oakland Coliseum. Yesterday, the Astros and A's split a doubleheader with the A's winning game one, four to two. Astros won game two, five to four. Michael Brantley, five hits, including four for extra bases in the doubleheaders. Zach cranky went six innings and struck out six in the first game as the Astros ended their losing streak and also Uh, Ended the A's two game win streak. Astros 22 and 21. They are in second in the AL West, four and a half games behind the A's, who lead the division with a record of 25 and 15. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Well, the Astros will send Luis Garcia to the mound, making his first big league start. He made his big league debut in relief Friday in Anaheim. It was a long relief outing, giving up a run over four and a third innings.
2: Hasn't pitched above able. You know that's what that's what you have to say when you're talking about Luis Garcia. It has nothing to do with his arms strength or his stuff or anything like that. You just don't know what you're going to get for somebody uh, who's so inexperienced. So that's what they're going to run out there tonight. and they got a lot of reinforcement with Josh James coming off the IL, so he'll be there. But Garcia, an older sign out of Venezuela. He was 20 years old when he signed with the Astros. Gave him 20 grand said, you're off on your own. And last year, he started to make the little jump. And he went from low 90s to mid 90s. Velocity wise, started to touch 98. That's when they got excited. His strikeout numbers last year, an A ball can't emphasize that enough. In a
0: ball, were astronomical. They certainly were, and one of the A's uh, top young pitchers, Jesus Lusardo going today. Just 22 years old, he has lost his last two starts, but the A's have been really impressed with what they've seen from him.
2: Yeah, when he gets ahead of you, it's really tough. So I'm, I'm thinking, as far as game plan for the the offense for the Astros, you, I think you got to swing early in the counts because his slider is one of the best we've seen in a little while. So he's a little lefty
0: uh, with a big arm. Uh, but that's my game plan for, for the Astros offense, swing early. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, Josh James activated from the injured list today, coming back from his hip injury. He had been out since the latter part of August. Brad Peacock coming back uh, this past week. You're starting to see some of these uh veterans some of these guys with a little more experience uh, filter into this bullpen which will only make the astros bullpen better in the long run
2: well you're gonna need it i mean you have 17 games left in this season and you're hanging on for dear life really for the astros Uh, uh, the schedule softens a little bit after this road trip that they're on right now so but they need to make some hay and they need to lean on some of these relievers and and pitch them some back-to-back games and things of that nature and i think because of the starting pitchers the pretty good job they've done in the last couple of days if kind of uh, allowed some of their relievers to get that second win and maybe get their legs under them.
0: Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker, and a little later, we'll hear from Twyla Carter of the Astros Foundation talking about some of the Hurricane Laura relief efforts. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford Boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good into the Landry's Crawford Boxes.
1: How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bock? Carbox Crawford-Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford-Bach this season.
0: Here's the 1-2, and Grossman pops it up. Left side of the infield, Toro onto the outfield. Grass makes the catch, and that is the ball game. See you later. Six-game losing streak as the Astros earn a split of this doubleheader in Oakland, defeating the A's in game two, five to four. What a comeback by the Astros, down 4 nothing early, five unanswered to win it.
2: Yeah, it was a collective effort. Abraham Toro with the defensive play in the game, that one in the fourth inning with the runner on third. A uh, lot of contributors uh, to get this win in, in this bus ride. Uh, back to the hotel and feeling a lot better about yourself coming to the ballpark tomorrow.
0: Well, Dusty, able to end the six-game losing streak, uh, winning the second game of the doubleheader yesterday in Oakland, and, and I had that four-run rally in the in the fourth to to tie it, which was key after the A's had gone up four nothing, and then getting the run on the Gurriel sack fly to go ahead, and uh, well, wound up being your last at bat in the in the top of the seventh. It was good to see the team kind of. Take advantage of some A's mistakes and some some walks on their part and, and score some runs.
3: they rally, but we'll take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, uh, it was Merrill Petit. And, um, you know, he uh, I've never seen him that wild, ever. I mean, I mean he's he's a guy that has pinpoint control, but he was off. And we'll take it. And, uh, you know, we had the bottom of the lineup up. Uh, you know, well, first he hit, get the bases loaded. You know, uh, you know, he hit Carlos Correa with two strikes and that's what started the whole thing. But it was about time we got some breaks, you know, we'll, uh, uh, it, it didn't look like we were starting out too good. And that three run monster Homer that Olson hit and they were like, Oh no, not again. And then you only got, you only played in seven innings. So, you know, you didn't have a whole bunch of time to, you know, to come back. But, uh, you know, we did capitalize on, on the stakes, which is what baseball, you know, is all about. And, uh, you know, we'll take it. And hopefully now we can, uh, you know, rest a little easier. I know I slept better last night. And, uh, you know, we can start a, a winning streak and try to close out this home st- I mean, this road trip. But it's a big game, uh, you know, that we have today.
0: And your bullpen did a really good job in the doubleheader, five scoreless innings over the, the two games. And you could argue it was even more than that because you pulled Chase DeYoung from the bullpen to start game two. Uh, And he was effective until he gave up the three run home run to Olsen in his third inning of work. So good to see your bullpen performing well, also.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, rested bullpen, that's what they can do. You know, when they're with, and and you can mix and match with, uh, you know, with guys that should be facing certain guys versus if your bullpen's tired, you're you're bringing out whoever's the most rested, even though uh, you realize that it's not the right matchups. I mean, the matchups don't always work out but uh, you know they worked out yesterday and I tell you Chase uh, you know he was he was uh, unhitable the first you know the first three innings and he only made two mistakes. he hung two sliders and uh, the one that he hung to uh, 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 Olson boy, I thought it was gonna go out of the whole stadium and uh, you know then we got a little bit deflated, but then then we came back and won that game and I think that's the first like like real comeback that I can, remember in a while. And so if you're going to be a winning team and a championship team, uh, you certainly, uh, you know, got to have some comebacks and, you know, I didn't want to go, you know, below 500, especially we've built a, you know, six game lead above 500. And so now it's time for us to, you know, rebuild that lead again.
0: Alex Bregman <laughs> returned yesterday and played in the, the first game of the doubleheader, didn't play in the second game, not in the lineup, Today, of course, coming back from the the hamstring injury that had kept him out since August 20th, uh, just want to kind of take it a little slow with Bregman uh, and
3: and give him him a day. Yeah, well, you know, talk to the medical staff, and, uh, you know, this was planned, you know, before he came back. And I know Alex doesn't like it, but we're trying to get him, you know, to last through the whole inning. Um, I mean, the whole game, get that uh, um, um, hamstring well to the point where he doesn't think about it anymore, or he can run, you know, all the way out or didn't have to worry about uh, jumping up on a, a, on a dive play or something. Uh, so half of injuries that you got to get over is psychologically as well as physically. And uh, so, uh, uh, and also it'll be a lot warmer when we get to LA than it is here because it was, it was cool last night. That's the first mm-hmm. cool night that we've had in a, in a, in a while, but that's Oakland. You know, it gets damp, it gets moist um uh especially when the sun goes down and i know the guys on the on the bench were complaining there's like man it's felt like there's heat coming out of the out of, uh, underneath the seats and um, uh, you know reddick had played here before and he says hey man just to stop the moisture from building up and the seats get wet you know what i mean that's what the heat is. so they we turned the heat off but uh you know it looked like we might have to turn the heat back on tonight Uh,
0: Roberto Clemente Day today and Major League Baseball for the first time allowing some players to wear number 21. Uh, Carlos Correa, Martín Maldonado, bench coach Joe Espada, all wearing 21. They're all of Puerto Rican descent. Do you think that uh, it's hard sometimes to to quantify and explain the impact Roberto Clemente had on on baseball and the world in general Uh, for those who didn't get a chance to play against him like you did or, or see him play? Uh, like, like a lot of people
3: nowadays? Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, I mean, baseball uh, to me doesn't do a very good job, but they're trying to do a better job of, of, of spreading the, you know, the, the history of baseball and who the players were. You know, like sometimes I'll ask some guys, hey, man, do you uh, know this guy? And they're like, no, I never heard of him, man. And then I'm like, well, uh, you know, I had one player, you know, Bryce Harper in Washington that knew everybody you know, from the Negro League to, to, to former greats. And I just think that we need to, you know, just like musicians need to keep their legacy and their, uh, 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 you know, reputation alive. And, uh, you know, I remember it was after my first year, I only played against him one year in my first year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, when he, when he had the tragic death and Manny St. Game was supposed to be on that plane, but he missed the plane. And so, uh, I mean, that shook the, the world and the year before I had played in, 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 in Puerto Rico uh, uh, and, uh, and, San, you know, for Santurce, and, and his town was right up the road. And uh, I remember uh, Hank Aaron telling me, he goes, look, there's two guys that you better get the ball in. Don't bobble it. Don't do nothing. Cause they're going to run hard. They're going to stretch it out. Uh, so uh, man, as soon as I got the ball, I got it back in. One of them was a vertical and One of them, the other one was Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. And so, you know these guys are, are those kind of players. You know, create mistakes. You know, if you know a guy is going to take the extra base on you, I mean, you'll bobble it and get nervous. And I mean, this guy was a was a tremendous player. Not only, uh, 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 you know, was a a legend in in Latin America, but he was a, a legend, you know, throughout baseball. And uh, so I'm proudly wearing, uh, you know, Roberto Clemente wristbands today, and I gave it to a number of the other uh, Latin players that, that are wearing theirs today. And, uh, you, yeah, I saw uh, – um, I was in the clubhouse, and, and then Carlos Correa and uh, and Maldonado were back-to-back. And uh, and I didn't see what they were doing. They told me to get out the way. So I, I didn't know if they were being filmed or something or whatever, but they they were taking a picture of their backs with Roberto Clemente uh, uh, on it. So uh, this is this a great day in baseball.
0: Dusty Baker, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck tonight. All right, thank you. All right, we'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this.
1: This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun.
2: This is Steve Sparks, and on Roberto Clemente Day across the league, I, I thought, who better than to, to bring into the show today than Twilight Carter, who's the senior VP for Community Affairs with the Astros, and also the executive director for the Astros Foundation. Twilight. thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing great, Steve. How are you doing? Thanks doing, for having me.
2: It's a pleasure. Uh, I know you guys are super busy, and it's been a strange season, but the Astros have continued uh, to find ways to get involved in the community, haven't they?
4: Yes, you know, it's, uh, uh, there's a, a lot of need out there. In fact, uh, when you, we connected here, I was taking off my food bank sticker. We were over <laughs> at the food bank today in honor of uh, Roberto Clemente Day serving, uh, you know, out sorting food at, at the food bank, and they're in uh, desperate need for volunteers. So we try to send our volunteers over there as much as they'll go, and we're going to give a shout-out for a lot more because they, I asked them what they needed today, and they said labor. Wow. Manpower. So
2: manpower. All yeah. right. Well, I know the Astros uh, league-wide have won a lot of awards in the last few years, and, and a lot of that has to do with you, but it has a lot to do with the charitable hearts. Uh, the players have been fantastic as well, haven't
4: they? Oh, you know, the players step up and, and support the community in a way that just warms your heart. You know, mm-hmm. not all of them are from. Well, many of them aren't from around here, but they make Houston home, and, and to uh, step up to the plate and give back. Uh, you know, whether it's supporting the food bank or, or kids' meals or, or uh, supporting with the PPE needs and, and such. Yeah, it's a, it's a great group of, of guys. And, I, I, uh, again, it's, it's just good for the soul to, to yeah. see them giving to our community.
2: Talking with Twyla Carter with the Astros, the Astros Foundation, along with the, the community leader partner, Shanier Energy, have found a way to assist our neighbors in Louisiana. Can you talk about that, Twyla?
4: Oh yeah, you know, back in 2017 when Harvey hit us, uh, our friends from Louisiana stepped up and came on over and, and helped out, you know, the Cajun Navy and really gave it a big push over here and, and saved so many people. And so, you know, it's time for us to to give back to our neighbors. And so Saturday, with our uh, partner Chenier Energy, we're hosting a, uh, a hurricane relief drive. And uh, we'll be here Saturday, street curbside drop-off on Crawford um, at Union Station. And uh, we'll, we'll be collecting from 8 to 1 uh, diapers, baby wipes, toiletry, soaps, shampoos, Um, bleach laundry detergent um, batteries um, air mattresses that's a big thing that's needed Um, you know just just really uh, sports drinks water the items that uh, are so desperately needed when when a storm comes you know I mean we really uh, hope to blow this one out and for for everyone who uh, steps up to uh, donate we've got a a great Astros giveaway for them so I think it's a it's a win-win
2: and why supplies last, and we're talking about this in lieu of Hurricane Laura, in, in case you're wondering. Uh, but uh, uh, it's the it's the Astro uh, Jose Altuve jersey, Shooting Star jersey. Is that yeah, right? what yeah, supplies last? It is.
4: Yeah, that the Altuve uh, shooting star jersey. And, and while supplies last, and it's a really neat piece. So I'm, I'm going to bring in donations. I'm hoping to get one myself.
2: You're hoping to get a jersey yourself?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Very nice. You know, and I know you guys continue to, to look for ways to, to piece things together. And I know this season's been crazy. But even in a crazy season like this and with the pandemic, and you talked about PPE and all of those things, I'm continued to be amazed about how many young players on this team and how many people have gotten involved? Because everybody's kind of rubbing off on everybody else, knowing how, how important it is for this community to, to galvanize together, right?
4: Absolutely. When we come together, we're much stronger and, and can do more for everyone. I mean, we just, um, you know, we just really, it, it takes all of us doing just a little bit to, to just really hold up our community. And, and uh, we're, I'm just super proud to be part of an organization yeah. that supports that.
2: Once again, this is Twyla Carter, the Astros Foundation, and their community leader partner, Chenier Energy, uh, found a way to assist our neighbors in Louisiana. So there's going to be donations, curbside off of Proffer Street at the left field entrance. Uh, Orbit's going to be there, the shooting stars, and uh, some giveaways and things of that nature, right?
4: Absolutely, eight to eight to one on Saturday, uh, September 12th. We'll be here um, having a having a good time and also. Uh, Collecting some items to give back to our neighbors over in Louisiana. Twilight Raging Carter. cages.
2: Yeah, that's right. Twilight Carter, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks a lot. You guys have a great day out there.
1: Thank you. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLP and. Your Astros brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up, see you
0: later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes, subscribe
2: to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the
0: whole way.
1: I'm always one of our three guys that are going to be wearing number 21 today for the Day. That's mostly
6: sitting down.
1: Hey, Martine. All right, questions for Martine Maldonado.
4: Martín, ¿cómo te sientes con Manolo Rodríguez de cada TAP Deportes en Puerto Rico? ¿Cómo te sientes con hoy utilizar el número 21 de nuestro ídolo Roberto Clemente? Y que vas a tener, no tan solo tú, sino también a Carlos Correa, Joe Espada, vistiendo el uniforme de, Puerto, de Roberto Clemente. Bueno, yo creo
6: que es un honor. Yo creo que anteriormente en otro equipo he tenido la oportunidad de usar el 21 y nunca lo usado por, no, por respeto. Yo creo que En nosotros todos los, los, los latinos, mayormente los puertorriqueños, sentimos un orgullo y un respeto por, por todo lo que hizo Clemente eh, dentro y fuera del terreno. Yo creo que pues, tener la oportunidad de usarlo hoy, eh, el día que se le, el día de él en el Grande creo que es más que orgulloso y, y bendecido de ser parte de este movimiento.
4: Martincito, alguna anécdota que te hayan contado tus papás, tus abuelos de, de
6: la calle
4: de Clemente.
6: Bueno, yo creo que un, eh, un tío de mi esposa me dio una bien, bien, bien interesante. El tío de mi esposa me dijo que, que fue una clínica y ay, había muchos peloteros y recuerda a Clemente vestido ¿sabes? como normal, civil y enseñar y Momento los no, no, los niños siendo el uno este, se estaba deslizando y mal y vino y se tiró con todo con todo, con con pantalón estaba vestido vestido civil se tiró con el maun puerto. Wow,
4: gracias Martín. Martin, and I know you probably answered a lot of that in Spanish, but in English, uh at what age were you when you remember learning about Roberto Clemente and what Kind of impact has he made on
6: your career? You um, from being from Puerto Rico, um, I was I would say I learned early, really early. Like I would say around. I started listening to his name more around six and seven years old. You know, playing. You know, playing just. You know, jump ball. Um, after that, you know, we you know, in, in school, you get. The, you know, you get to know more about him. Other stuff so I feel like the impact that he created on me was you know you see, you see that many quotes that he it, it, there's around you know the game on him about you know play the game like it's the last day of the, you know your career um, just stuff that he do off the field uh, was the more impact stuff and then um I remember when I make it to the buildings I made it to the buildings. Um, You I was with Milwaukee, so we used to go to Pittsburgh a lot. And I went to one of the museums that they have from him there, and that's why I got shot. Like, you know, I didn't ever know that he served the military. Um, um, I know he got, they asked, you know, they told him about a movie. um, And he was going to be the guy that was, had to strike out three times. And he told the guy that he wasn't going to do the movie because he doesn't strike out two times. So... That was one of the most impressive things I ever heard. Martin, what does it mean? is it? How big is this that? day for you? Excuse
4: me? Just how big is this day for you personally, being able to wear 21?
6: Um, I think it's big, really, really big. I had a chance to put, use 21 before. Um I never did I never asked for it because I feel like um I, you know, I got we got so much respect from him. Um just wear this number on his day, I think is amazing. I think it is something that we have been fighting for years and years just to retire twenty-one. You know, I know um he's one of the guys I think that changed the culture of Latin players. If you ask a lot of Latin prayers, um, you know, being back, you know, being back, being from Puerto Rico, don't know any English. I think that's the most impressive thing that he has, that amazing career going through all that stuff. So you think MLB should retire 21 across the league? I think so. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I think this is something that um, guys previous um, in the buildings has have tried. Um, you know, Carlos Delgado was one of them. You know, he used 21 when he plays, but um, he was all in for that. Carlos Bertrandi is new to uh, Alex Cora. A lot of guys, you know, we're still, we're still fighting for that. I think that's something... Um, that we feel proud, you not know, something that we. I think if you ask any guy in the village, any Puerto Rican guy in the village, they will tell you yes.
5: You know, if anybody else is gonna wear 21 tonight besides you, Carlos and Espada?
6: I, just us three. Um, we got the letter wrong. You know, we, we thought this only Puerto Rican can wear 21, and you know we we sent to make the jersey and then. We find out that whoever's want to wear twenty-one could wear twenty one, but that was a little bit too late. Everybody's wearing a patch on the you know, on the jersey.
0: What about the cleats you're wearing? You tweeted out uh, got those uh, custom made?
6: Yes I did. Um, you know, just like I say, I got a black and yellow today. You know, that's because you played for Pittsburgh. Um, I got a bunch of twenty-one on on the so I also had the retired twenty-one, and uh, you know something to say: "Lay legend, never die." So I think for for you know his legacy being here, uh, he's gonna be here throughout many years to come, and uh, it's something that he has done. Um, we have been passing that to generation to generation. Hey Brooks, um, since you've been with the Astros, have they done anything differently with you
1: that
5: you haven't? done before whether it's with your pitches or just just pitch usage or developing certain pitches like what's been different for you since you
1: uh definitely definitely i feel like we've got a really good direction as far as usage and um you know pitch shapes and, and locations so i feel like i have really good conversations about you know where you know locations wise where i'm going to be most successful like what are you throwing more uh relative to the past that that you would say um I don't know if it's one, one pitch specifically. Obviously, you guys know throw, throw cutters and sliders. Um, I've definitely seen an uptick in that and, you know, taking away some of the, uh, the old traditional, you know, down and away fastball or down and in fastball and, and, you know, pitching up in the zone and pitching below the zone with curveball kind of just trying to use the top and the bottom more than I probably ever have.
5: How's your back? Dusty had mentioned that your back had tightened up a couple times last week.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was just uh, some backspasms after that. That one out I got against uh, who was that? Who was that? Anaheim. Anaheim? Yeah. And, and uh, no, I, I had a day down. The next day that gave me a day, and, and you know, luckily it was just kind of short term.
5: You're you're relatively, I mean, obviously you're new to the organization, but you're a guy that's been in the game for a little while. What do you make of some of the the rookies in the bullpen, guys that hadn't pitched above high A, some of them hadn't pitched in double A yet? What do you make of how they've adjusted and kind of their poise?
1: I mean, I think it's been really impressive, to be honest with you. Um, When I first got over here, I think there were six or seven guys down there that are rookies, and I don't know which had played at what level, but it was hard to tell, and I think that's a compliment to them. And, you know their preparation, and I think it does help not having 20-plus thousand in the stands and some of that going on, so I think they have the benefit of playing in a little more lax uh, environment, but still facing major league hitters that are obviously very, very good at their job, so um, yeah, I think that's really impressive. I don't know how I would handle the same situation, so I think these guys are very prepared. I think they know who they are, and um, there has been some bumps along the, along the way, and I just I feel like last night like Paredes, I feel like him getting in that situation, bases loaded, two outs, and kind of the game on the line, and being able to find it within himself to, you know, make three quality pitches and get out of that inning. I think that, that speaks to his uh, character and, uh, you know, really that role. Somebody's got to step into it. I think he's done a good job there.
0: Hey, hey Brooks, what, what would you say is the most rewarding part of all of this for you? you you've traveled a, a heck of a journey to get here and, and you're making the most of it, man.
1: Um, i, I I would say that that's definitely, um, you go full circle. I think a couple of years ago in Korea, I was, you know, you're always like, do I continue to play? I'm making a living over here. I'm going to stay over here. And then finally making a decision and, and, you know, betting on myself coming back and getting an opportunity to play with the Reds an opening day. And then uh, getting sent over to the hometown team, the Astros. I mean, I, I think I couldn't draw it up any better. I'm grateful to be here and really have loved the guys, loved the organization and, and really just embracing any role that I have and, um, the success has come, and it's just kind of full circle for me. And so a lot of, on a lot of fronts, things have really come together. Did you, did you think you'd pitch in the big leagues again, like a couple of years ago? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I had several opportunities to, to come back on splits, and, and you know, a couple of teams are right there on, on a major league deal. But you know, you're getting paid well to stay in Asia as well. So it was always a financial decision to take care of my family first and do what's best for them. And um, we enjoyed it there. I was comfortable there, so uh, it really wasn't until we had the twins and kind of pushed us to come back and and, and kind of look back at a, at a, this opportunity and and what made most sense for our family.
5: What's the biggest difference between the game here and the game in Korea?
1: Well, I would say before the 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 energy and the atmosphere. Uh, now with COVID, they don't have that that kind of somebody beating on a drum hanging over the dugout or or every time you pick off someone screaming at you and. Um, but these lineups are very good. You know, hitters still have holes. You still have to execute pitches. Um, I feel like there, you know, you can get – I just learned a lot. I faced a lot of guys a lot of times. that were very good hitters had big leg kicks and slide steps and, you know, had to pitch to a certain hole, had to quadruple up on pitches. I had to learn a lot about, you know, timings and, and stuff. So I feel like that has only helped me prepare for, for the role that I've kind of been put in here. How did your repertoire evolve in your five years? That's a good question. Um, when I first went over there, I didn't have a changeup. I think that was probably my knock my first time around. Um, always wanted to be a starter. So when I was with Chicago, I always wanted to start. And I kind of was pretty stubborn in that role. Um, always had, I could always spin it. I could always throw cutters and sliders and curveballs, but I really didn't have a changeup. So the third time in the lineup I always kind of gave me trouble back in the day. And then as I went to Asia, I kind of learned like a split change and started to, Mess around with that and add and subtract on my fastball. Started making my cutter bigger and started feeling more comfortable pitching inside the righties and up. And you know, I, I always had a lot of success against left-handers. So I started having teams take all the left-handers out of the lineup. So I faced nine straight righties. So um, lots of adjustments. And I, and I feel like I've embraced that. I, I learned a lot along the way. And um, coming back, I felt very comfortable, you know, starting relieving. I uh, felt... You know, I know they got rid of the long, like the left-hander specialist, because of the three-out rules. I knew that was going to be a priority to really find a way to have an advantage against righties. So that was something I worked on. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious
0: fun.
4: See you later.